Welcome to the Homeschool Show with North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and our co-host today is Tiesin Smack. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Doing great. Good. Um, so we have a great show today for Homeschool News. We are going to be talking about the Thrive Conference. Yes. So exciting. And also new statistics on homeschool growth. Uh, for homeschool conversations, we will listen to a conversation that Matthew had with Mike Donnelly. He is an HSLDA attorney and featured speaker at the Thrive Conference. Um, For our homeschool tip of the week, we are going to talk about how to raise exceptional Christian leaders, and you're going to do that. Um, And then we're going to hear from one mom, and she's going to tell us why she loves the Thrive Conference so much. That's right. Thanks. That's a great preview. All right, we're going to dive right into homeschool news. And I just want to share an article with you that was uh, published on abcnews.go.com by Carolyn Thompson. And the headline is, Homeschooling Surge Continues Despite Schools Reopening. And of course, uh, I I guess it's not big news that homeschool is growing. No. But the question is, is it going to keep growing? You know, are the people who started homeschooling, are they going to stick? That's kind of the question of this article. Okay. So I'm going to read a couple couple uh, lines here. The coronavirus pandemic ushered in what may be the most rapid rise in homeschooling the U.S. has ever seen. Two years later, even after schools reopened and vaccines became widely available, many parents have chosen to continue directing their children education themselves. Homeschooling numbers this year dipped from last year's all-time high but are still significantly above pre-pandemic levels, according to data obtained and analyzed by the Associated Press. So this is actually some new stats that have just come out uh, about how many people are going back. Okay. Right? So uh, back to the article. The 18 states that shared data through the current school year, the number of homeschooling students increased by 63% in the 2020-2021 school year then fell by only 17% in the 2021-2022 year. So the point here, obviously, is that while some did go back, not that many. Yeah. And only 17%. So uh, we're still going to be watching to see how many people are going to stay homeschooling, even maybe if they were kind of forced into it, not sure about it, and then they loved it. I think people just were just probably amazed by the many options and the many different ways that homeschooling exists versus the way that maybe some people thought about yeah. it beforehand. And you're That's like, oh, exactly right. yeah, this is cool. So we already reported uh, a statistic that was also reported in this article, and it says the proportion of black families homeschooling their children increased by five times from 3.3% to 16.1% from spring 2020 to the fall. Um, and so they highlighted someone from Raleigh, North Carolina. So I thought we better highlight her. She's yes. uh, she's from from our from our hometown uh, home state here. Uh, Lane Bradley said the school system's shortcomings became more evident to families like hers when remote learning began. Yes. I think a lot of black families realized, she said, that when we had to go to remote learning, they realized exactly what was being taught, and a lot of that doesn't involve us said Bradley, who decided to homeschool her 7, 10, and 11-year-old children. My kids have a lot of questions about different things. I'm like, didn't you learn that in school? (laughs) They're like, no. (laughs) Bradley, who works in financial services, converted her dining room into a classroom and rearranged her work schedule to take over her children's education, adding lessons on financial literacy, black history, and Caribbean history, 
important to her heritage. So this is a great story, kind of giving yeah. us an update, and we'll kind of keep a look, keep an eye on it, and see how things develop. And hope, hope, we hope people stay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, rather, like Mrs. Bradley, whether that's a racial thing or a spiritual thing no. or a mental emotional thing, um, that is the beauty of homeschooling. Is we get to see, hey, what really matters to me? What do I need my kids to get? Um, and then we get to give it to them. So that's right. cheers to Bradley yeah. and, um, and to all the other families who are out here doing it. Absolutely. Um, so we are going to talk about the Thrive Conference coming up. Um, pre-registration closes this Thursday on May 19th. Now, you can still come to the conference and register mm-hmm. there, but you can save $20 by pre-registering. And $20, I mean, that can go Might as pretty well. far. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and some parents are probably wondering whether or not they should bring their kids to the conference and what opportunities are there for them when they get there. So why don't you kind of talk about that for a little bit? Sure. <clears throat> and the main answer, especially for teens, is bring them to the conference. Absolutely. Why? Because there are a lot of activities just for teens. For example, there's a cotillion-style dance on Thursday evening at 7.30 p.m. There's also a game social on Friday at 9.30 p.m., which is very well attended. Yes. Packed out. Lots <laughs> oh, of people playing had games. Oh, my last, last yeah, year. It was yeah, it was great. She's looking forward to it. Uh, there's a college fair on Friday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., which um, there are a bunch of colleges around North Carolina and elsewhere who come, and you can come see and talk to representatives and learn more about that college if you have a, you know, an upperclassman. There's a talent showcase that the kids participate in and enjoy watching. That's Friday night at 7.45 p.m. And we have uh, 12 different workshops that are especially designated as teen topics. Wow. Okay. So they have plenty to do. Yeah. It's something they <laughs> definitely should be a part of. Now, what about little ones? That's a little bit of a different question. Yes, it is. Now, I'll tell you what we did. We took them to Grandma's house every chance we could. And sometimes <laughs> we would have an aunt come over and stay with them. And that ended up being a great option for us. And I would say for a lot of people, if you can take them to grandma's house, that's a great option. Um, If you need to bring them or would like to bring them, there is a wonderful children's uh, program that's going to be taking place. And Giant Cal Children's Ministry does that. It is an extra cost and you have to go take them and pick them up for lunch and take them back. But it pretty much covers the whole span of the conference. Yeah, it does. And this is another great opportunity for teens um, because my daughter um, was able to volunteer with uh, Giant Cow, make some friends, obviously pour into little ones. And then my younger son got to attend Giant Cow for free. So they both get to actually attend Giant Cow um, for free. And um, they've been ministered to. And so it's really good. But it's three and up. So if you have one younger than three, you might want to take them to grandma's <laughs> or like me, you, right. you can bring them. I mean, you can definitely bring them. We're all moms. We're all parents. So don't let right. that stop you from coming. But that's right. And I can. think that's the last main point is yeah. that you can take your kids, your little ones mm-hmm. into the workshops, yeah. uh, into the keynotes, wherever you go. Of course, you want them to be uh, not disruptive. Yeah. But you can take them wherever you go. Yeah. So if that's something you can do, then bring them and come to the conference. Yeah. You'll see mine. There. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's uh, jump into homeschool conversations. We have Mike Donnelly. Uh, He's an attorney, writer, adjunct professor of government, and frequent media spokesperson on homeschooling, freedom, and parental rights. At HSLDA, Mike helps member families with legal issues and advocates for homeschooling freedom internationally. Mike's work on international freedom has appeared in such publications as the International Journal for Religious Freedom and the International Journal of School Choice and Reform. 
He helped organize the Global Home Education Conference in 2016 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and the Global Home Education Conference in 2018 in St. Petersburg and Moscow, Russia. Mike teaches constitutional law at Patrick Henry College and is a U.S. Army veteran. He and his wife homeschool their seven kids. Wow. So I had a great conversation with him at a conference. And uh, let's see what Mike has to share with us. Okay. Hey, Matthew, it's great to be chatting with you. We're at the National Leadership Conference for HSLDA, where we bring together hundreds of homeschool leaders from all over the country. Uh, I'm a senior counsel with HSLDA and the director for Global Outreach. Great. And so what's the stuff going on with the Global Outreach right now? Well, as you can imagine, homeschooling is exploding. Uh, you know, for the last 18 months, we've watched the schools and the culture struggling with lots of things. Um, and, you know, of course, they shut down schools. And when you look at what that did to the entire world, the impact is it's never been seen before. Uh, 1.4 billion, 1.4 billion children were out of school because pretty much every country shut down their schools. And, and in some places, you know, they have technology like in America to do remote learning or Zoom learning, but in lots of places they don't. In fact, just about 50% of the, school, of, the, of the world does not have the level of internet service that we have, so they couldn't even do what we did. So they just sent the kids home. No learning was happening at all, and this concerned a lot of people, uh, and parents especially, who want their children to be educated, and they, they, think, they think that education means going to school. Of course, we know that that's not right. what education exactly. requires. Right. Uh, but, you know, not many people have heard of homeschooling around the world. I mean, in some okay. countries they have, but the word is getting out there, and so there's a lot more demand globally for homeschooling, mm -hmm. which, you know, what I've seen over the last 15 years doing this work is as, uh, as homeschooling grows around the world, it encounters pressure mm -hmm. from government because governments are they're controlling. They want to control in most places. We fought that battle here in the United States over the course of a couple decades, but that's in the past. I think most of the homeschool movement today has no idea right. what the history of homeschooling here in America That's right. is. They're just enjoying it. Yeah, as they should because it's an awesome way for That's children right. to learn. But we need to remember our history and where we've come from so that we can prevent restrictions and controls on our freedom in the future. That's what HSLDA does. That's what right. I do. And, I, and so anyway, so the point being around the world, we're starting to see kind of countries demanding that homeschooling, parents demanding that homeschooling because they they want that alternative, they want that option for their children. We're helping them, we're encouraging them, um, and uh, we're helping them fight those battles, the battles that we fought as a movement here in this country 30 years ago. Are there any particular threats that you're expecting in the sense of this is gaining more attention with uh, growth in it? Yeah, so I mean, so right now there are no present clear and present danger, let's right. put it that way. Right. I mean, there are always attempts, and there have been attempts by some legislatures in places like California, um, Colorado, um, uh, Hawaii, uh, you know, places where the governments want to control and where education unions have a lot of sway, uh, or where there are just desires to put controls on, on homeschooling. So we've seen some of that over the last five or 10 years. None of them have been successful, not a single one. And that's a testimony right. to the strength of the homeschool movement, to the activism of the homeschool movement, to the involvement of homeschool parents and organizations like yours and you, 
uh, because you know homeschoolers when you know when there's a threat to our freedom we come out and we're very engaged very involved and very effective so I'm very confident in the homeschooling community's ability to defend itself uh, but there have been attempts and I do expect more attempts in the future because you see people like Elizabeth Bartholet and James Dwyer who are intellectuals at Harvard or William and Mary writing about speaking about advocating for an opposing view the idea that you know Elizabeth Bartholet the Harvard professor who said we need to ban homeschooling right. except in except when parents can justify their decision like why should we have to justify yeah, you know, exercising our fundamental right to choose how our children are right. educated, we shouldn't have to. Or James Dwyer saying that there's no alternative to the state being in charge of all children, which is you know what he stand, what he says. Uh, and and so, while there isn't anything at the moment, I do expect that there will be continued pressure. And so, you know, we have to always be ready, right, to defend our freedom. What would you say? is the importance of homeschooling in this cultural moment? Well, I, I mean, homeschooling's always been important, in my opinion. Right. In fact, if you go back yeah. historically, homeschooling was how everybody learned in America back in the day, right? right? And the, the public school movement crowded out homeschooling for a long time. Mm -hmm. So, but homeschooling is in the ascendancy. Is it gonna go back to the way it was in the you know, late 1700s, early 1800s, where homeschooling was the standard way people learned? I, I don't know, but I could see that happening. Um, homeschooling is is growing because of necessity right now, because of the pandemic. Parents mm -hmm. are, ex you know, they have to do something else. They're they're not happy with the school's, um, you know, health protocols. Whether it's they want masks or they don't, or they want the vaccine or they don't. They're not happy with content in schools. A lot of people, whether it's critical race theory or gender ideology or whatever it is, people are, you know, not happy with what the schools are doing, and and they're voting with their feet. They're saying, we're out of here. Uh, more people than ever have had the opportunity to experience homeschooling. And what we're seeing this year compared to last year is that homeschooling is continuing to grow. Like some people would have said, and I think I would have been one of them. It's like, well, okay, yeah, everybody had to right. do it for a year last mm -hmm. year, but are they gonna continue to do it as the schools open up? Right. And, and so we were watching the numbers, and it's hard to get numbers, but we were watching whatever numbers were available very closely. And what we have found and what we're seeing is that homeschooling is going up, not down. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's very encouraging. Uh, it says a lot about parents and that they're waking up and seeing that there, are, there is this alternative. And I think that's good for the homeschooling movement because look, we may not agree on everything because people from many different diverse groups are homeschooling. Mm -hmm. But I think what we can agree on is that we can trust parents, we must trust parents, we should trust parents to make the best decisions for their children's education. Right, right. Last thing, as a homeschool dad, yes. What kind of encouragement, <laughs> advice would you give to the dads who are listening today? You know, there's practical advice. There's philosophical advice. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you know, as a homeschooling dad, what I've tried to do. I've got seven kids. Uh, four of them have graduated from high school. Okay. Three from college. Mm -hmm. We have three at home, which is a blessing. It's you know, and you have them for a short time. So make the most of the time you have, right. number one. Number two, work with your wife, support your wife. You know, some guys may be watching this and they may not be, may not be on board, they may be questioning about homeschooling. And I hear a lot of moms who, you know, say, oh, you know, my husband isn't too supportive of it. You know, if your wife wants to homeschool, just let her do it. And here's the other thing I always like to say, is like, just write the check, dad. Just 
doesn't matter how many zeros, as long as you can afford it, you, you, you tell your wife, you're doing the most important thing possible in the lives of our children because homeschooling affects your family, it affects your community, it affects our country, it affects the world in a positive way. Just write the check, buy the curriculum, don't complain, don't worry about it, figure it out. If you have to work harder, work harder. Make it happen. Make it happen. Um, and and so, so support your wife, be a, you know, be a part of the homeschooling if you can be. Um, you know, I'm not as good at that. I wish I was better at it, but I'm not as good. I'll try to get better. But do whatever you can. But the biggest right. thing we can do as dads, and in most families, we're the ones who are out there earning the income. We're coming home, you know, leaving early, getting home late. Uh, that's true even for HSLDA attorneys, <laughs> homeschooling guys. Um, we can support our wives with, with you know, the discipline and, and, and lifting her up as the authority in the home when we're not there. Uh, and, and giving her the resources. Matthew, that's what leaders do. Leaders cast a vision and they provide resources, they direct resources to the most important mm -hmm. things that their organization is doing. Well, our organization is our family, okay? And so we need to direct resources to the most important thing that's happening, mm -hmm. which is the homeschooling. So that means paying for curriculum, paying for materials, paying for all that stuff, and not penny pinching, okay? okay. Not penny pinching and casting that vision so that our kids catch the vision and supporting our wives who, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's tough work being home with the kids every day. Right. Some women love it and they, you know, and, and well, they all love it. They all love it, you know, but sometimes it's harder to love it than others. And so we can, we can help them in so many ways, you know, encouraging mom to go out and, you know, spend some time alone. So that may mean, dad, you're gonna have to be home, home with the kids sometime. And you tell your wife, get out of the house, go to the support group, and I'll take care of the kids. You may have no idea how to do that, but yeah. just do it. Just tell them to go. So anyway, I've given some practical ideas that Thank hopefully you. that's helpful. And so this is, you invest where it's important. That's right. So we are looking forward to having you at the Thrive Homeschool Conference next May in North Carolina. And so we're gonna uh, maybe talk to you again there. And uh, I look forward to that. Good. I'm excited. I'm excited about being there with y'all and I can't wait to come down to North Carolina. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. So that was Mike Donnelly, HSLDA attorney and a Thrive featured speaker at the conference this year. And so here are the titles of some of his workshops. Um, Grades and graduation. Do these belong in a homeschool? Is today's military right for my child? He's going to do the Friday keynote, which is elites to homeschool and families. We're coming for you. Hmm. Um, faith of our founders. The Compelling Case for Home Education, How to Be the Best Homeschool Dad You Can Be, and Creature of the State. Mike's going to be busy. Lots yes, of workshops. These are great. Yeah. Love I to think it's a great one these. that he's, he's doing for the dads. Yeah. Right. So it's like, can I bring my kids? Can I bring the dads? Yes, bring them all. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. We have a lot of workshops for dads. Um, and you can go to nchu.com slash thrive. That's where you can register. That's where you can find out all the information. Don't forget that if you register by this Thursday, you can save $20. Yes. All right, let's go into our homeschool tip of the week. Um, and I just want to talk about having a, a clear vision for what kind of people are we raising? Yeah. You know, my uh, son Josiah, when he was small, said, when I grow up, I want to be an atheist. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like Billy Graham. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then we put it together. And we're like, like, okay, okay, close, <laughs> uh, close, except the opposite because he meant to say evangelist, evangelist. yeah. And so Josiah was already kind of developing a heart for who do I want to be? Yeah. And I'm, I, once he get his word right, you know, <laughs> then he's focused on the right thing there. 
<clears throat> and it's important that we are hearing their hearts yeah. and that we're thinking about what is it that God wants them to be and what are we raising them to be. I was able to talk, um, give a devotional at the NCFCA regional tournament um, here in Advance, North Carolina, or close to here. And one of the things I, I shared was about raising exceptional Christian leaders, okay. really raising the bar high on what kind of people we can um, raise and how we, how we can train them and prepare them. And um, the scripture passage I used was from Acts 18, starting with verse 24. I just want to read that. <clears throat> now, a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. Now, as I go, already be looking for the qualities of yes. this person because... Eloquent man. Yeah, we're going to see. Yeah, That's right. That. <laughs> this man had been instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. Mm -hmm. And when he desired to cross to Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. For he vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. So wow. there's a bunch of quali <laughs> there's a bunch of qualities in there. Yeah. One of them is that a, a Christian leader, exceptional Christian leader, is an effective communicator. As yeah. you pointed out, he is an eloquent person, and that's why I love having my kids in the speech and debate tournament because they are learning communication skills. Yeah. And they competed at Region Nine, um, which I'm proud of them. Yes. They also qualified for nationals. Woo! Did I mention that? Okay. <laughs> I get to brag on the program here. Yes. Um, so make sure that communication is a part of what you're including in your ch children's education. Another is that they rightly understand God's word. Yeah. So let that be an important part of your homeschool objective, that they're reading, studying, memorizing, meditating on God's word. Another is that they're dis disciplined in the way, uh, discipled in the way of the Lord. Yeah. And so, of course, we've talked discipleship a lot here, um, that the parent's responsibility is to disciple their kids. Um, another is that they're passionate for God. We want them to have a full, passionate heart for Jesus um, that's true and real yeah. and genuine. And that's and so, not really something you can teach, right? No. So that's something we can pray for. I've been reading about praying circles exemplify. around our children, exemplify and pray for. So I think that's, that's, right. that's important to know. But it's good to have the vision of that's yeah. what we want. Absolutely. Um, these leaders are evangelists. They He taught accurately the things concerning Jesus. Um, they're bold, yeah. you know, and to raise people who are who do not struggle with the fear of man. Mm. But really fear God. That's a that's a strong one. Another is teachable. I loved how Aquila and Priscilla took yeah. him aside and corrected him, and apparently he took it. Yeah. <laughs> we want to raise humble, yeah. teachable kids. Um, another one is that they're uh, they submit to and are affirmed by the church. Mm. And you can see that they wrote a, a, a note to affirm. Anyway, we could go through these, but I just want to encourage you to think about what it is that we're trying to uh, create our children to be. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to jump into our homeschool tip of the week. Uh, I'm sorry, our reality moment yeah. where mom is going to tell us why she loves the Thrive Conference. Yeah. The Thrive 
live annual conference. That was the best thing for us as homeschool parents when we were new. And even now, uh, with all the changes in technology, I look forward to going to the conference annually. That's where I get a chance to be around other moms, other families. Uh, it's sort of like a vacation, sort of like a family reunion type of feeling. And I just love it. So thank you for what you do for members. And thank you for uh, supporting us and encouraging us along our homeschool journey. All right. We are so glad to hear about that, about... Um, I love the family reunion part. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's such a great place to hang out. It really it is. It is so fun. And again, I just want to encourage you to consider going. If you haven't signed up, go to nchu.com slash thrive. Yes. And if you have any homeschool videos, please send us your homeschool reality moment videos. We would love to um, take a step into your homeschool and see what it's like yeah. in your experience. That's so, right. Thank you for joining us this week. Um, we would love to hear from you. You can send your questions and your feedback to the homeschool show at nche.com. That's right. And you can help other people find the show. Uh, most of all, just by sharing it. Yeah. Just tell your friends, tell your family how helpful it is to you. And, but, of course, you can also go on there and uh, like the post or, more importantly, follow us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, uh, write a review, because that brings the show up so that other people uh, can see it as well. And so um, you can email us, as she said, at thehomeschoolshow at nche.com. You can go to uh, nche.com slash the homeschool show and find out about uploading that reality moment she was talking about and see all the episodes there. Thanks for being a part. And until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy. <laughs>